0: Hello, hello, I'm back and I am so excited to be bringing you a brand new episode on my podcast, Girl Talk. I'm your host, Britt, and today's episode is all about 2022 and setting intentions for the new year and making it the year of the bad bitch. So tune in to find out what that means to me what that means for you, and how we can go on this journey together. I can't wait to get started, and I can't wait to hear what you think. I'm back! Oh wow, it's been so long since I've recorded. I feel almost nervous about recording my podcasts, so... Yes, I am back. I did have a little hiatus from recording, and thank you to all the people who reached out to me about wondering if I was recording or if I had stopped. Um, It meant a lot to me, and it's nice to know that people are actually listening, and not only listening, but looking forward to hearing what I have to say, which is not much, (laughs) I guess. Um, but anyway, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about my break and kind of frame what this podcast episode will be about, which is 2022, the year of the bad bitch. So I came up with this when I started thinking about, um, 2021 and gosh, 2020, because that year was just a cluster and 2021 for me and I think probably for most of people, was a very transformative and transitional year. I think when I look at statistics, so many people have changed jobs or are now working remote or, um, you know, they're going back from working remote. So I just think there's been so much transition this year. And during transition and transformation, there's a lot of growth that tends to happen because you're being challenged. And for me, my year of 2021 was definitely about um, reclaiming my identity of being a woman and not just a mom. Because when I started off 2021 in January, my baby was only six months old and now she is a whole year and a half. So being able to kind of reclaim my identity. And um, I also, in the beginning of the year, was working part-time and remote and transitioned back to full-time and then um, actually switched jobs in June, which is in part uh, a reason why I took a little break from podcasting. And then in November, I started going back hybrid schedule to my, um, my new job. So it's been really nice. And I think even just from being hybrid, something I didn't realize is when I was working part-time remote and with my baby, I didn't realize how much my identity was just becoming a mom because I wasn't seeing um, you know my colleagues, I wasn't going to work, I wasn't having any type of separation from the day-to-day and I was taking care of her while I was working my part-time schedule. So I think my identity just kind of got lost and I even did a podcast episode and um, about kind of your different identities and how to nurture each of them. But I think when I look back, I was so immersed in being a mother that I didn't, I wasn't really feeding myself in other ways that I personally feel like I need to be fed. Um, so that was one thing that I really learned from and then going back to a hybrid schedule. Oh my gosh It is so nice to see people Like not just your friends because I feel like i've always been pretty good about making time for that but just colleagues people that you probably don't hang out with outside of work, but just It's a nice break from the routine and it gets you interacting with different types of people and it's just been so refreshing to be back on a hybrid schedule. I only go in 2 days a week, so it's it's honestly a perfect balance right now, but I and really enjoy it. I look forward to going in. It's nice to kind of get that interaction with other adults before I'm back to being, you know, a mom and a mom who doesn't have relatives that live by, that live nearby to help with, you know, babysitting or or just coming over to help with house cleaning or housework. It it feels like, I mean, it really is. Motherhood, parenthood in general is another full-time job. And there is no pause or vacation to it. <laughs> so, and I love it. But it is, it's a hard job. So anyway, so for me, 2021, when I look back, was full of transition and transformation. And... So we went over kind of how it was um, transitional, and probably was for a lot of you listeners. If you think about how how the year was of 2020 and how 2021 was, I feel like it was. It's kind of become a hybrid version of regular life and 2020, the year of COVID. So I feel like it's kind of been a weird, um, a weird transitional year for most people, and at least. From a transformation perspective, I think one thing that, um, being a little bit more isolated than I normally am in my, in my, uh, at home life is it's also had a lot of personal growth to it. Um, I know in my last episode, I talk about people pleasing and I didn't realize how much of a people pleaser I really am and was and, am still working on until I started my podcast. And I really became, you know, listening to other podcasts and kind of, um, you know, getting some ideas and, and just kind of listening to what's out there. I really became more self-aware about how much of a people pleaser I really am and how much my value is also tied to people's Estimated value of me, which is so not healthy. And so another part of the reason why I took this kind of break from my podcast is because I really wanted to do some self reflection and self assessment and also more self awareness on, you know, what that stems from my people pleasing and how to work on it to overcome because I know at least some of you, not all of you, which I really, I am always so impressed by people who are not people pleasers. I, I, my mom is not a people pleaser. She is and she isn't. And the parts of her that aren't, it's very admirable because she speaks her truth and she never lets her feelings be swayed by other others feelings of her if that makes sense and it's very admirable and i definitely want that for me i want that for my daughter i want that i want that for all the women listening to this podcast so um another that was part of the other reason why i took a little break is i really needed to do some self-reflection self-awareness and just some overall um learning on how to cope or i guess not cope but learn how to Overcome what I think is a little bit of a problem for me. So, um, what, what have I done for that? I, I would say one of the things that, um, happened later on in 2021 is, you know, I kind of leaned into confrontation a little bit more. I am very anti confrontation. I hate it. I will, in the past, I have always brush things under the rug rather than deal with things head on, which is not healthy for me. It creates bad boundaries and it also leads me to resent, resentment, resentful of my, of my friends, of my, you know, relationships with my family. And so I really realized I need to be more comfortable or maybe not comfortable, but okay with confrontation. So, <clears throat> one of the one of the things that I've been working on is when I actually have an issue or when I'm upset to really feel that I have the space and the I allow myself to let people know when I'm upset. And so you know that's something that I've been working on and it doesn't necessarily make it easier for all the people pleasers out there listening to this. It's still not easy and I would not say by any means I have overcome that fear or avoidance but I'm trying to lean into it more. So all that being said, that's what some of this little break has led to, you know, new job, um, kind of reflecting where I want this podcast to go and um, kind of doing some personal growth before or at least personal growth preparedness, I should say, for personal growth. Before I go on my podcast and become completely vulnerable to all of you, so this podcast episode is really about setting intentions for 2022. And I say intentions and not goals purposefully, and that is because I feel like goals—it's when you have when you set a goal, it's like if you. If you don't reach the goal, then it's a fail, and I don't want that mindset. I also don't want it to be some like determined one track mind type type of um, initiative, I guess. So the reason why I said in intention is because I kind of feel like setting an intention is more like reality meeting your goal. You know, it's it's moving the needle. It's not, oh, if it wasn't 100% success, it was a fail. It's let's just make small changes to help get us there. So my 2022 intentions, my whole year, is called the year of the bad bitch. So the reason why I call it that is because, first of all, it kind of reflects on Chinese New Year, how it's like the year of the snake, the year of, you know, the rooster. This is the year of the bad bitch. So why did I call it that? And what is a bad bitch? Let's let's start with that. What is a bad bitch? So I'm sure some of you all listening to this are not aware of what a bad bitch is because it is kind of um, like slang language. And I looked it up. I had my own definition for it, which was, pretty on point, but I looked it up and I'm going to read you the definition via Urban Dictionary. And so it says, a badass, solid chick with self-respect, confidence, independence, and strives for herself. And then my own little footnotes to this is knows slash has self-worth and also has accountability. And then just for rabbit hole sake, um, another thing that I put into definition was um self-respect because bad bitch defines itself with that and self-respect is pride and confidence and then self-worth is that internal sense of being good enough and i think that is very strong and powerful when i think about it because when i think of my self-worth Historically, I have always thought my self-worth is externally the sense of being good enough. It's never been internally the sense of being good enough. So the year of the bad bitch is all going to be about reframing my mind to have a sense of self-worth where it is internally my feeling of being good enough. And it's not put upon others to make me feel like I'm good enough. So kind of a flip Mentally, and then another thing that I became aware of as I was, you know, doing all these Google searches, is self-friendship. Which the reason why I even led to self-friendship. I'm like, is that even a word? But one thing that um, when I leaned into my like this confrontation I was referring to earlier um one thing it still gave me the icky feeling when I had this confrontation I still felt ick I had a lot of self-doubt if I was doing if, if I was doing anything wrong if my feelings were wrong and I just didn't have any self-trust and what it kept making me think of is um uh ick I hate confrontation I hate confrontation I wish I didn't have to have any confrontation I shouldn't have confronted. You know, I should have just stayed silent, yada, yada, yada. But then after those feelings kind of passed, I did have a sense of self-pride. Pride pride in the fact that I was brave enough and bold enough to have confrontation. And by confrontation, I don't mean just have confrontation for the sake of having confrontation. I mean, if something is actually really bothering you and you feel like you need to resent it or you need to speak your piece about it because if you don't, then you will have some resentment or you will feel like you have belittled yourself. And I do, I feel like that sometimes when I don't have confrontation, when I clearly need to have had it, is I feel smaller. Like I let somebody make me feel small because instead of standing up for myself, I, I shrunk, if that makes any sense. So Then I started having this like self-pride moment where I felt very proud of myself. I felt like I had myself's back. And as I was having this little like mental pep talk about, you know, you did something uncomfortable. I'm proud of you. And this is all internally. I honestly felt like, wow, I was a really good friend to myself. And then it made me think, is self-friendship a thing? (laughs) And that's where I led to this like Google search. And I've never really thought of myself as myself's friend. I have always thought, you know, I like myself, um, or I like my, I like who I am, but if, have I ever thought of myself as like myself's friend? And no, I haven't. And what's interesting about that is once I put that into my frame of mind, um, I had an easier time with my self trust and my, in regulating my self doubt about having this confrontation, because I know if my friend came to me about this confrontation, I would have I would have ha- encouraged her the way I encouraged myself, and that's when I was like, "Wow, I need to work on being myself's friend, not only in my self trust and my in regulating my self doubt." but also with things like self-esteem and having an internal sense of being good enough. And I know if I'm having this this feeling or this revelation, then I'm sure there are other women out there that maybe listen to my podcast that might also feel like they're in this this lack of self-friendship. And one of my friends that I've made from work was talking about how um, we had to do this huge work quiz about our types of personalities and how we feel nourished at work and what types of personalities probably turn us off and how to work with those different types of personalities the most effectively. And I found out that I am a what's called an inspirer or somebody who gets a lot of energy from being an extrovert and um, has places a lot of um, energy on relationships and I as I'm reading this I'm like oh my gosh this is a hundred percent me I am a people pleaser I love having relationships and it even says in my feedback that I put so much energy and um, emphasis on my relationships even in work like f- friend relationships that sometimes it becomes a drawback because instead of being able to give Um, feedback to people, I'm caught up in how do I do that when it might hurt our relationship. And I thought that was a really good point, because that's probably one of the reasons why I have a hard time with confrontation. And this girl from my work, who's my friend, she got the um, the same results as me. And she said, the only difference is I really protect my energy. I don't let people in when i feel like like she puts walls up at first i am totally the opposite (laughs) i probably should have walls up but i never have walls up i basically wear my heart on my sleeve which i honestly like that about myself i don't want to change that about myself and i definitely don't want to be bitter about it but as i've become an adult and i'm about to be 33 um It's made me aware that because I don't ever have walls up, I am more likely to get hurt or need these moments of confrontation. So if I don't want to change and I want to keep having my walls down, then I need to get more comfortable with having confrontation. That way my boundaries are still set. So all of that being said, the year of the bad bitch, what that means for me. And if you want to go on this journey, what it means for you. So 2022, well, I guess the end of 2021 was all about this like realization, this come to Jesus moment where I was like, oh my gosh, these are my issues and I don't want to change who I am but I need to learn how to become stronger if who I am is going to stay the same so the year of the bad bitch what I'm going to do to work on this and I will definitely do periodic episodes where I just check in on you know how my year of the bad bitch is going and what I'm doing to try and um, lean into that identity more one thing that I'm really going to start working on is not needing validation for my feelings. I know whenever I feel like, oh, I think I need to address something or, you know, I don't want to deal with this confrontation, I'll tell my best friend Kendall, who you guys have heard on the podcast, and she is amazing. But I tell her and I need her to validate how I feel before I will do anything. And I'm almost 33. And I'm like, why do I need that validation? I mean, I definitely, I have trust in what Kendall's feedback is for me, but I want to have that trust with myself. I don't want to be somebody who needs to go to somebody for a problem because they need the validation. I want to go and share my problem because support is given, not because I need validation for how I feel. So that is one thing that I'm really trying to work on. If I have an issue you know maybe journaling about how it makes me feel like what are some solutions i could come up with and letting myself kind of sit in that uncomfortableness of just having the feelings to myself because i do feel like when i'm upset or i have um you know something going on i want to share it and have somebody tell me that they would feel the same because it makes me feel better that i wouldn't be alone in my icky feelings but honestly, what I really want is I want to be uncomfortable sitting in that and not needing anybody to tell me this is okay that I feel this way. I should be okay with feeling that feeling that way whether someone agrees with me or not. So that is my, my one of my first steps. And if you do that, then I encourage you to also try to think about if you are somebody who goes and you shares it right away and... It gives you kind of a sense of relief or if you are somebody who does sit on it and internalizes it before sharing I definitely want to be in that latter group I want to be somebody who sits internalizes it lets it process and then is willing to share after they have already they already know how they feel they already trust how they feel they don't need somebody to to validate it so that's one thing the other thing is that mental change about my internal sense of being good enough. Like I said, I am a people pleaser, which means that I put a lot of emphasis on other people making me feel like I'm good enough. And to be honest, that's very a fickle thing. You, Some people might think you're good enough one month and then the next month you might not be good enough. Or, Or, you know, if you get in a fight with somebody or you just can't, I, I feel like now I'm just realizing that you just can't put your worth on somebody else to validate. Another thing with validation. So, and that's like my next step is like that mental flip of me internally feeling like I am good enough versus externally searching that out. You know, am I giving a gift to somebody or am I celebrating somebody because I want them to like me more or is it because I genuinely appreciate them and I just want them to know there's a difference you know am I seeking love or am I just showing my love so that's another thing I want to work on and then the other thing and I guess this will be the last the last thing I talk about um as far as my next steps go is honoring my autonomy so not trying to be like everybody else for the sake of fitting in I do notice that when I hang out with certain friends like parts of myself change a little bit and adapt to who they are or their beliefs because it's easier than rocking the boat and um recently I went to happy hour with a friend and I stood my ground not uh, it was actually a political matter and I stood my ground and um it was a very it was a very um adult conversation it was nobody was getting offended we each spoke our our sides and it had no uh negative It had no negative feeling of of that conversation at the end of our happy hour. Like we both left with no feelings of negativity towards each other. We didn't get an argument about that. She stated her her thoughts about something. I stated mine. And we both maturely accepted each other's side. And I think right now, especially with politics and being so divided, um, it's hard to do that. In this day and age, but I also don't want to be somebody who just agrees with somebody so that they will like them. So, kind of accepting and honoring my autonomy. And then um, with that, I think also comes boundaries. Uh, I think when you lean into confrontation, you are setting boundaries, and setting boundaries is extremely tough. I am a mom of a four year old. I set boundaries all day and I break my boundaries every day because sometimes I just think it would be easier to let him get one more fruit snack than it would be to have another meltdown when I am, you know, losing my hair. So setting boundaries, so much harder than it sounds, especially because I feel like this topic is kind of a hot topic everybody talks about boundaries but nobody talks about what you do when a boundary is broken and you know that's hard I had to actually google it when I felt like I needed to have like this confrontation I mentioned I didn't know like what that meant like how do I let somebody know that I felt like my boundary was was not respected or how do I have a confrontation? And for me, I need space. That is kind of what I've decided for my boundary. When I feel like a boundary is broken, I need space to process and understand how I feel and also to kind of take a step back and look at things from all perspectives and then kind of process again once I've reached those perspectives so for me when I feel like a boundary is broken or or not respected or not held for me it was you know needing some space before I can have this confrontation or this moment of like okay this is what you did this is how my feelings were hurt so that's how I did it I don't know if that is the correct way to go or not But for me, it's definitely about, okay, I need my space. I need to think about how I feel and where I should go next or where I should go from here. And also, sometimes the space gives you time to cool down. That's another thing. It's like when I feel like a boundary is, you know, broken or whatever, I definitely feel like there's this initial like anger or like anxiety panic of like, oh, I feel really hurt. I feel really angry. I don't know how to deal with this. I don't understand why they would do this to me and there's like kind of a lot of angst about it and so for me taking the time to get space allows me to also cool down and not feel so flustered by these icky emotions I guess And then when I feel like I'm calm enough to have like a conversation and even in a place of forgiveness, I feel like sometimes you're not always in a place of forgiveness when you are really upset. There's, you can't see yourself forgiving somebody or you're not ready to forgive them because you still are processing how you feel. And so for me, taking that space and allowing yourself to process get those worked up emotions, but then being able to let them go and finally being in a mental state where you can forgive and you're not upset by it anymore. That's what I think the space gives to me. So um, so yeah, so those are some things I'm working on for 2022, the year of the bad bitch. And the reason why I'm doing a whole podcast episode on this is because I... I think a lot of us have these, like, idealistic alter egos where we're some fierce, you know, woman who doesn't take any shit and just, I don't want to say give zero fucks because I definitely don't want to be somebody who gives zero fucks. But I guess give zero fucks when it comes to who they are Um, and not from an accountability perspective because I definitely think, you know, being somebody who can say sorry or recognize when they do something wrong is an important part of being a bad bitch or having this alter ego. Um, But this whole alter ego that we idolize, I think we can be those women. We just don't know how to be. And you hear all this stuff about self-care and um, self-love, but nobody teaches you how to actually practice it. And I'm sure this is something that they cover in therapy, But therapy is freaking expensive for people who don't have like a lot of stuff to talk about at therapy, besides that they wanna get their either their self-esteem or self-worth or self-love up a notch. So this really is just going I think this next year of podcasting is just going to be all about you know, maybe the tips I learn about how to create that space for yourself. Not that I'm some expert. I'm learning on the fly. <laughs> but I want to be able to help women and myself get to this alter ego place where we are bad bitches and we are speaking our truths and we're just in a place of almost where it feels like you're more free. Um, and I don't know free of what, but free of maybe your Your societal pressures or, um, free of your people pleasing. I think that's what I'm trying to break free of is my own people pleasing. I love pleasing people, but I don't want to be a people pleaser. (laughs) So I'm trying to find a way to kind of break those shackles of people pleasing. And, you know, I think that everybody has their own, their own, Thing that kind of gets in their own way of being their own version of a bad bitch, and so recognizing what that is for me, twenty twenty one was all about that. It was going from having no identity, as a just feeling lost and just being a mother, and then kind of reclaiming that identity back, but then having very low self esteem with baby weight and you know, honestly aging. I know that sounds kind of ridiculous because I'm still in my early 30s, but I have definitely noticed myself aging in a way that I hadn't previously. And, you know, that also took a little bit of a toll because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to lose this baby weight. And now I need to worry about myself aging because when you are young, you kind of just think you will never age. And then one day you wake up and you're older looking. So um, dealing with that and You know, I don't want to be so caught up in my appearance being my main focus. I really want the internal growth to happen because you could be the prettiest girl in the world, but if you don't feel like a bad bitch, you're always going to feel like you could be better. And I don't want to feel like I could be better. I just want to feel like I'm good enough and that internal sense of feeling good enough is what self-worth is all about so the year of the bad bitch so i will continue podcasting about this periodically um it won't be every single episode but i encourage you all to you know write down some notes about how you can make 2022 the year of the bad bitch for yourself and i'd love to hear about it so send me a note you know, let me know on um, social channels, whatever. I'd love to hear what you are doing to work towards, you know, the baddest bitch version of yourself. So until then, I hope you guys have a great rest of 2021. And I can't wait to start the work on being a bad bitch with you all. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Girl Talk. Before you go, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave a review so we can get the feedback. Thanks so much. Talk to you all next week.